You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This is a great way for others to find our show. Since we started our show in 2009, we've reached over 190,000 listeners with our podcasts. Are you looking to advance your speaking skills? Look no further. Stephanie Paul, CEO and founder of Advanced Yours, is a professional when it comes to guiding executives, trainers, leaders, and presenters for on-stage, classroom, and camera messages. Her innovative techniques and exercises bring effective new skills to presenters quickly. She joins us today to share her expertise and help you uncover your inner strengths, your weaknesses, and impart the ability to connect with and engage your audience. I'm also going to ask her to talk a little bit about an exciting new event that she's sponsoring, the TEDx event in Mission Viejo, which will be coming up later this year. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Okay. Let's get started by... Tell our audience just a little bit about Stephanie Paul. What's your background? Oh, gosh. I don't know if it goes. You can do a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Connie's is going, oh, boy. I'm like a chocolate cake. (laughs) uh, I've been in the entertainment industry uh, all my life, professionally, since I was a very young teenager. um, And I've been on stage since I was four. So my background is predominantly entertainment and producing, writing, directing, performing, acting, stand-up comic. Um, I've done commercials, I've done soap operas, I've done movies, I've done Super Bowl commercials and commercials in eight different countries, as well as movies in a variety of countries. I've done stage, um, monologues, you know, stand-up. It's, it's so, so mostly theatrical, performance, stage, screen, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And comedic, yeah. And uh, comedic, right, because uh, if you're listening to us live on octalkradio.net or as a podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, and it's not yet Friday, April, what is this Friday? I'm sorry. You know we're August, right? Oh, Jesus, yeah, I knew it was an A <laughs> Wow. Okay, wow. so it's three off. It's, it's an A. It starts with an A. Hey, there's only two of them. B. And, B. And it got, starts it with a B. Wrong. We don't have a month with a B. Sorry. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> but anyway, I'm trying to help you out. Let's see. This is the 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. So if you're free on Friday, August the 12th, and you haven't made plans yet, you should come to Mangiano's then, right? Because oh, we yeah. can see you do stand-up live, baby. Yeah, Mangiano's. Um, they're almost sold out, actually. I got an email from them uh, that uh, they were didn't have too many tickets left. So uh, uh, you better hurry. You better hurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got my ticket. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. you're coming. Yeah, That's of awesome. course we're nice. coming. Well, I, but I can only buy one ticket, which I want to talk to you off air about that. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. The, oh, the yeah. Eventbrite wouldn't let me do two. But and that might just be I can me. Talk, I can talk to the um, a venue. That, yeah, that, we'll I'll, I'll get you sorted okay, out. Get me on that. i got friends in places. Okay, yeah. so anyway, we're getting back to her. So let's, okay, let's talk about you. You take this robust and diverse performance talent since you were four years old. And now you're doing advanced your. And in my open, I'm talking about how you're helping audiences and presenters connect. What's the connection? What's the connection? The connection is connecting to yourself, your audience, and mastering your message. Um, there's a... You know, there's a lot of people out there that coach all about you know what to say and how to say it, and the the thing that I don't believe in is that power position on stage, which doesn't exist in, in my world. Because even people in wheelchairs that can't move across the stage and into the centre and over to the left uh, can be powerful and present a very captivating, engaging, and very connected, you know, 
conversation with the audience, whether okay. that be uh, stand-up or whether that be um, something serious or whether okay. that just be like a TED Talk, for example. Uh, I have been involved with the TED community for the last three years, so um, some of my... Uh, I suppose you could say coaching, cutting of my teeth came through there. But I started my business five years ago and uh, I saw that there was a need, especially in the tech industry. We've got a lot of people who are very good with communicating about their product in the sense of what it does. And if you're not a, uh, do I, am I allowed to say the word geek? It's not like a swear word, really, is it? Not in this country, no. Yeah, okay. So if uh, if you're a tech geek, uh, you, you know how to communicate with other tech geeks, but you don't necessarily know how to communicate with your audience that might be investors, mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, I've found that a lot of them have communication issues. So being able to help them master their message and communicate and relax and stand in front of an audience or a group of people and pitch to investors or pitch to uh, sales teams and things like that has uh, been really interesting and very helpful for them. But you take it to a deeper level. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. one thing to be able to communicate with people. In the open, I talk about you helping them connect. Mm-hmm. So put a finer point on, on that piece of it. Oh, okay. There's a definitely a mind, body, and soul aspect to the way we communicate. Um, there are scientific studies, that I'm not making this up, uh, where the way we communicate is 100% emotional. So there's your limbic brain, and that's that part of your brain that's not logical or reasonable. So it makes your decisions for you, believe it or not. Right. So when somebody says to you, hey, don't take this personally, that's what we call BS, I believe, in America. Yeah. And we do take things personally. We do communicate emotionally. So things affect us and if you know how to communicate emotionally with another person versus so that's essentially one could say okay you take your connection with your heart your soul your passion whatever it is that you want to share if you're coming from that place you can connect with an audience on a much deeper faster level than you could if you were just giving them facts and figures and words right words um only last in our short-term memory we don't remember words. Um, there's that famous Maya Angelou quote, people don't remember what you said, what you did, but they'll always remember the way you made them feel. Right. And that's 100% true. Anyone who's listening in the audience, you can remember that Christmas party back in 19-whatever it was, or if you're a millennial, maybe it was 2000 or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's that called now. But, you know, you don't remember the, necessarily the conversation, and you can never recall exactly what the words were, but you'll always remember how you felt in that moment of right. that conversation or that funny thing that happened or the cake that you ate. We, we memorize and pitch sounds and feelings. I was just going to think, I was just going to say, I think sometimes when I hear songs, it takes me back to a moment in time. I can feel the summer breeze, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's the whole experience mm-hmm. that, that just that stimulus brings back to me. Yeah. So, and that's uh, how our bodies communicate. It's not... I didn't make this up. It's how our bodies communicate. Are you sure? Yes. Neurologically, laughter is the most uh, contagious behavior that we have, which is why Hmm. it's really important to have humor in your presentations. People say, oh, I'm not funny. But I tell you what, there's not one person out there who's listening that hasn't made someone in their family or um, a child or a friend or a group of people that you know laugh at some point because you've done something well, silly be, or said something silly. It'd be really silly. sad if there is somebody out there who never made anybody laugh, chuckle, well, or giggle, huh? they might have paralyzed lips. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, a functioning individual. Mm-hmm. Somebody finds them humorous. Yeah, so it's just a technique that you have to learn. You don't have to become a stand-up comedian to be able to integrate 
good, engaging humor in your everyday presentations, pitching or communicating. But are you saying that the things that you've honed and learned over the years of live performance and acting is part of what you bring into your sessions with your business your business clients to help them connect with their audience there there is an aspect of that um i've done uh, thousands of classes over the 20 odd i'm not even going to tell you how old i am years and what i've done is i've condensed i've i've always been a coach by nature maybe because my father was a professor at university and my mother was a school teacher at some point that's you know on sally level it's in my blood <laughs> so uh I've always been interested in the coaching aspect. So whatever class I've ever been in, I've always taken notes. I have a ridiculous amount of notebooks and uh, curriculum that I've kept over the years. I've taken what really works. I've watched in hundreds of classes what doesn't work and what does work, what techniques work with people. I've condensed that and um, I've sort of wrapped it up so I can teach people who aren't necessarily in an entertainment industry, but they understand it. So, I mean, I communicate very differently with my clients than I would with an actor per se mm-hmm. or some or a stand-up comedian um, I use different terminology I use things that they would understand I don't um, use industry speak from Hollywood Got I just it. I make it work for them and and sometimes my clients teach me amazing things every every client you know we're all humans and we have similar aspects we all want you know love touch food you know sleep all those water whatever but and not in that order not necessarily in that order but we you know uh, <laughs> But uh, we we process differently and we learn things differently. And, uh, you know, I have to work uh, sometimes, in a, you know, there's an umbrella aspect that I can teach. But generally, to expedite things, I have to be able to work with people individually and understand where they're coming from and what level of confidence they have. Because, you know, if you're not challenging yourself, you're not getting up on stage and doing a better job. You've got right. to practice. Right, because it would seem to me that if you're nervous or not, you're not true to yourself, you're not going to vibrate right to connect with the audience, right? I mean, somehow you need to be totally comfortable. You've got to be vulnerable. There you go. There was a study done at UCLA. Uh, they were looking for what, what makes us likable. And they interviewed a lot of people. And the likability things, you, one might think, oh, you know, gregarious. Yeah, or smiles. Ha- you know, happy or, like, sexy or fit, rich, famous, whatever those things are. I like all those. But the... <laughs> I don't know about that myself. So the three top things were sincerity, empathy, and transparency. Those were the three likable, most likable things that we have as humans. So it's really interesting. If you go in front of an audience and you are willing to be vulnerable and you keep your body language open, you're much easier to be transparent. And, you know, I mean, there's that uh, famous... um, Amy Cuddy TED Talk, if you want to watch that, just Google yes. Amy Cuddy, and she talks about physiology and how yes. our brains talk to our bodies and our bodies talk to our brains. Exactly. I'm not insane. There's science out there that supports the stuff that I do, and it's not just my background in um, the entertainment industry that I draw from. I actually spent five years studying the body, the science behind laughter, the, um, the medical benefits of it, how it actually wakes us up, how it can actually help us sleep, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, it can actually bond relationships. They believe that... Um, uh, laughter was bonding before we had verbal uh, communication because only 7% of how we communicate is our words. 38% is our tone of voice because you know I'm going, you know, right. you can change that. And the other, the rest of it is pretty much our non-verbals. And that includes what we're thinking, the way we're communicating with ourselves actually communicates to other people. Oh, 
there is the, there. I think we're peeling back the onion here, and mm-hmm. we ran a little bit long in this segment because I knew we'd get to the oh. the inner essence of being able to connect with your audience, mm-hmm. right? It's connecting to yourself first, and then to your audience. Hello, you're listening to OCTalkRadio.net. I'm Rick Franzi. We're talking with Stephanie Paul. She is CEO and founder of Advanced Your. We're going to take a very short break. So if you're listening to us live, don't go anywhere. And if you're listening to us as a podcast, just be patient because we're going to be right back. And when we're going to come back, I want to talk to you about TEDx. You good with that? Awesome. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Hi, this is Rick Franzi. What am I doing? Welcome back to Critical Math Radio Show. I'm totally lost here. We're having too much fun. (laughs) Stephanie and I are just... uh, Anyway, I am Rick Franzi. You're listening to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. A great way to stay informed about our great guests is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Simply go to criticalmass4business.com. At the bottom of any page, at the bottom of any page of the website, is a join our mailing list box. Simply type in your email address and hit subscribe. And you will start receiving our weekly, just one time a week, newsletter with information about our upcoming guests and guest special insights from me. All right, Stephanie, let's talk about your decision to be a spot. Is it is a sponsor, no. organizer? What are you? I'm the co-organizer slash producer of the entire event. Okay, and the event is? TEDx Mission Viejo. And I'm proud to say we just launched our website about 10 minutes ago. See that just in time for the live show. Yes, which is uh, TEDxMissionViejo.com. Okay, and why is that important? Why is it important? Because it's taken us a while to get it together. Okay. <laughs> Do you know how much detail goes into really doing a website? It's phenomenal. And when you've got a team of people and you, you've got, you know, 15 speakers and you're trying to gather their bios and their headshots and they're all really busy people because, you know, they're in their own right, you know, quite remarkable with the things that they do with their lives. And it's like herding cats, to be honest. <laughs> so why did you volunteer to be a co organizer um, well, whatever I wouldn't say I put my hand up very quickly uh, okay I was I was asked by our organizer Scott Shire who's the licensee holder of the event um, if I was interested in coming on board because he knew that I'd been involved in other large um, Orange County I was with Orange County um, Orange Coast sorry TEDx and I coached about uh, 15 16 of their speakers and then last year I went to Iran uh, and coached a big international TEDx where we had speakers fly in from all over the world and I coached about 20 of them. We had about 30 speakers and I got to host on stage too. Okay. So you said yes. I said yes. And uh, my background, uh, even though it's in the entertainment industry, I have been involved in live events, um, helping produce and direct and um, choreograph and all kinds of stuff in, in my youth. So uh, it's really just organizational skills. And uh, I'm blessed, heavily blessed, to have uh, the small team that I have right now, which I'm trying to build. We, we would love more volunteers to come okay. on board. 
the website is uh, just launched and you can actually go to the website and um, I think it's uh, become a volunteer. It's, it's get involved. You want to click on the get involved part. There's a drop down to become a volunteer, apply for the scholarship. We are giving away scholarships for 13 to 25 year olds. All they have to do is write us an essay and the winners get a free ticket to the event. Okay. What's the ticket uh, cost? What's a ticket? Hundred bucks. Hundred dollars. Most students don't have a hundred bucks. No, no, I'm paying. Well, it is Orange County. Yeah. Well, no. parents have hey, credit no, cards. No, there's a tale of, two <laughs> co- tale of two counties here in Orange County. That's very true. Um, is there a focus theme for the TEDx Mission Viejo event? There is. Okay. It's perception, and uh, because most of them have a theme, right? I mean, do, yes. do I understand that right? That you know, so so it helps you to align your speakers and your messaging and your content and attract an audience if they're interested in perception. Is that something you got you and Scott got to pick, or is that something that comes from on high? Um, yeah, no, Scott and I talked about it, and that was something that we we chose together. Basically, the reason why perception really stood out to me was because. Perception is our reality somewhat, and I right. think in such a diverse, uh, culture, you know, culturally sort of clashing environment sometimes in the world today with, the, you know, some of the religious things and the crazy things that are going on, um, I wanted to sort of really bring attention to perception and other people's perceptions. Like, we just, we just had a graphic designer create an amazing logo of two people with magnifying glasses looking at each other. So mm. that was, that's really the heart of why we chose perception was – we as a community actually need to look at each other and see each other's perception and their reality and their side of things and step outside our own shoes occasionally and into somebody else's. So is this is this the message you delivered to potential speakers and how did you how did you and Scott pick the lineup? I mean well, it's not an easy task. Right. Um, I My sense is a lot of people would like to be a speaker oh, at TEDx. Oh, yes. I had a lot of hands raised and a yeah. lot of phone calls and a lot of emails. And, you know, this is on my bucket list. Um, and uh, it's Is that of, not a good enough reason to pick them? Um, well, you know what? I asked one of my mentors and I said before I started this event, I said, what is, what is the number one piece of advice that you would give me about um, helping choose speakers? And he said, don't pick somebody who wants to be a speaker. Wow. Um, and and I want to explain that because I think all my speakers want to be speakers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. mm-hmm. but it was more about f- um, finding the diversity that is in our community. I really strove hard to stay in and around Orange County. I didn't. I mean, I, other events that I've been involved in, you know, they've I had famous people sl- fly in from New York or San Francisco or something like that. I really wanted to look at what do we have in our community? What interesting people are doing amazing things in our community that we have no idea about? Okay. And and the diversity within our community. So I. When I sort of sat down and I really started thinking, well, you know, who who do I personally know that I know is doing amazing things or I just know their story? Because it really comes from your story. So yes. the things we looked at was what is the background and what, are the, what have you achieved? Now, when I say achievements, I don't necessarily mean accolades and awards and things like that. It's like what have you achieved that's changed your life, changed your perception? Okay. Those are some of the things that I was really looking at when I interviewed people. But the first person I thought about was a young guy called Tristan Weber, and he's just turned 16, and he's just been um, accepted onto the USA uh, men's national soccer team. And for a 16-year-old, that's hmm. huge. Since the age of 12, he's actually been playing internationally against teams like Chelsea, Newcastle, um, England, Spain, and Barcelona, County? and he's from San Clemente. Wow, look at that. And uh, he's an amazing young kid. I actually remember 
him being about five or six years old, just glued to the television, watching soccer, eating cereal. And his parents never pushed him into it. Um, when I interviewed him and I said, you know, at what point did you realize that you wanted to become a professional soccer player? And he said, well, um, you know, I, I always wanted to do normal things like, you know, maybe be a teacher or a fireman or that sort of stuff when I was little. But when I was nine, <laughs> <laughs> the ripe old age of nine, I decided I really wanted to do this professionally. And I said, and, and how did you go about you know, changing that at the age of nine. And he said, well, I approached my coach and my father and I said I wanted more coaching. And I knew I wasn't as talented as some other people and I wanted to get better. And he lives and breathes and uh-huh. sleeps soccer. And that kind of dedication is one of the things that I'm looking for in, in my speakers and my team is like, what do you want to share? You know, right. how do you want to show perception? And what do you want to get behind? And those are the sort of people that I looked at. We've got an art, you know, we've got an artist and a, who who deals with. She puts science and art together. We've got a poet, uh, a poet who um, she uh, she um, uh, struggles with uh, OCD and Tourette syndrome, and she's incredibly creative. Hmm. We've got uh, a Pulitzer, two-time Pulitzer winner and Rubin winner, which is kind of like the Oscars for writing. Uh, we've got a scientist who has invented a steam machine that could change the face of energy and how we use it. Wow. Um, we've we've just got some amazing people that are right here in Orange County. And when is it? It's October fourteenth, two thousand sixteen. And it's in Mission Viejo somewhere. It's in Mission Viejo. We're very very happy uh, and glad that we have the city one hundred percent behind us, and we have the city chamber, city hall, okay. is where we're holding the event. And uh, they they've been amazing in supporting us. It's going to be uh, if you can't get a ticket because we are limited to seating. That's what I was going to say. How big of an arena? Uh, it's one hundred and fifty five seats. Well, it's not very big. Uh, and but that includes our speakers and our sponsors and our volunteers. So that yeah, tickets Jeez. will sell out fast. And uh, but we are going to be broadcasting live to okay. Mission Viejo Television. So if okay. you can somehow tune in there, we're hoping to broadcast live on OC Talk Radio, but we don't know about that yet. Okay, yeah. <laughs> stay tuned. We need to talk to the producers. Yes, um, and uh, we have a Facebook. Please like us. Uh, just got a Facebook, and it's forward slash uh, TEDx Mission Viejo. We have a Twitter account. Like I said, our website's live. We're going to be doing interviews. We're going to be doing videos. We've got a whole bunch of stuff, social media. We really want people to get involved and come and join us. Can, if, if there's somebody listening who might want to attend but also may want to be a sponsor, are there sponsors? Yes, we do need sponsors. Uh, and what would that be? Uh, well, you... uh, we, we have a sponsorship package, so there's okay. a variety of things that they okay. could um, offer in sponsorship. Um, anything from in-kind to whatever their product, you know, especially we'd love some restaurants that might want to bring some food tastings and things like that along because we do have an exhibition hall. Okay. We are going to have approximately 30 tables that we can give to those types of people for free. That's part of the sponsorship if they want to come and, and show their products and things like that, but we'd need to talk to them and... Uh, we're looking for um, some musicians who might want to play some, you know, like a nice right. little three-piece jazz band outside on the grass would be really awesome if you're listening. Okay. <laughs> Something like that. Right um, there. Because we want some experiential stuff as well. We're also looking for an artist who might be interested in doing something on stage um, in a 15-minute gap hmm. um, with a different perspective uh, that, that switches oh, wow. maybe by the time they finish it. We could sort of add some music to that or a violinist or something just, you know, during one of the breaks. <clears throat> 
So this is, if I remember correctly, this is kind of a thing that starts at midday and goes into the after, late afternoon and evening, is that right? Yeah, um, your registration will open at 10 a.m., okay. um, and then we're going to have the opening ceremony at 11, and then the doors, and then you can go into the exhibition hall, uh, and then the doors to the actual event open at 11.30, and the event starts at 12, and it'll go to 6, and then... Um, We'll sort of have a break from 6 to 7 and change venues, and we're going to have a VIP mixer. So everybody can meet with the speakers and talk to them and get to know them. And Well, not everybody. It's a VIP. No, no it's, a v- well, it's a VIP if you've got a ticket to the event. You know? Is that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, then everybody who has a ticket can go. So not only is it the event, you get to talk to the people afterwards. Well, yeah, and, and it's also an event where we can thank our sponsors and our volunteers and, and just do something like that for them. And, and we think all people that are going to be involved in the event are very special people. Okay. Very important. Tell me again the website. TEDxMissionViejo.com. I could do that in American accent. TEDxMissionViejo.com. <laughs> we didn't even get a chance to talk about Iron Sky 2. Oh, Iron Sky 2 comes out in 2017. Yes, for those uh, sci-fi geeks out there, um, sci-fi comedy, you might know Iron Sky. I do get the pleasure of playing the President of the United States um, in the movie, and I get to play her again in the sequel, which comes out in 2017. Well, I was just looking at the trailer, and you're like all over that trailer, I'm man. All over you, that it's trailer. all about you. <laughs> yep. Is that true? Uh, well, not the second movie. No, 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 no not the no. second movie. Although, they did have a bunch of fans uh, who paid to go and see a rough cut wow. and give them feedback because uh-huh. their their fans are very heavily involved in the making of and the funding. Okay. Uh, and the reason why they got the first film funded is because they got their first million dollars from their fans. So they did a very successful crowdfunding. Right. And so uh, they had this screening and they got feedback from the fans. And um, I heard from a couple of the fans who are Facebook friends of mine, uh, they basically said to me, well, everybody complained that you weren't in it enough. Wow. Because you're one of the favorite characters. Nice. But I did tell the director that since it's sci-fi, I could come back in the third movie as a ghost, but that, I'm not telling you what happens in the second movie. That would be giving it yeah, away. Wait, well, I want to wait and see it. All right, well, we'll have to have you back in 2017 when it drops or yeah, yeah, is yeah. released. All right. Well, thank you for being a friend of the program, a part of our community. I've enjoyed learning about TEDx. There you go. Wave, into the, wave to the nice people. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap this thing up because my engineer and producer is telling me it's time. So I'd like to thank our engineer for today, Paul Roberts. Our producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show or the CEO peer groups that I lead, which I hear mm-hmm. are amazing, visit my they website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Yeehaw! You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 